0: After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas.
1: Joining us on the Celebrity Line is the lead anchor for MLB Network and uh, a native of St. Louis. He's a product of the Lindenwood University, the outstanding communications department at Lindenwood, and a great friend, the one, the only, Greg Amsinger, who, oh, by the way, on Sunday... Uh, started his new career as a fan of the Arizona Cardinals. And Greg and I are getting in on the bottom floor. We are not going to be bandwagon jumpers. We're going to be fans of a franchise that is really bad and that we're going to watch
0: grow up. Good morning, Greg. How you doing? You opened up with this. because I need to explain myself because I believe there are a lot of, of St. Louis fans that are like my father. My father grew up in South St. Louis, and when the Cardinals left for Arizona – I cried. I was like eight or nine years old. I cried. Like, I, I remember this vividly. We used to go to three games a year. He would not allow me to cheer for the Cardinals as the Arizona Cardinals. I was not allowed to be a fan. <laughs> I loved Neil Lomax. I loved Stump Mitchell. I loved AC Green. I loved the Big Red. I was not allowed to do this. And then over the years, you know, you watch Ken Burns Baseball and he interviews all these, like, baseball fans that are just royalty, right? And so many of them are talking about the good old days of the. Brooklyn Dodgers and they're still fans of the Los Angeles Dodgers and I know that's a stretch it's not really the same kind of comparison in terms of organizational success but as I'm sitting here I never adopted the Rams they were the village bicycle I did my homework I knew they were going to bounce again and they did I never was a fan of that it was like a mirage oh we get a football team we really never had a football team okay then I come to New York, I have strict adoption rules. You cannot adopt a good team. The Giants were good. They were winning Super Bowls. The Jets were terrible. They had, they had Pennington, and then they went and got Brett Favre, and it was terrible. I, I thought it was charming when I would go to games. So I was a fan of the Jets, and then Aaron Rodgers came, and I punted. I was done. I was done. I'm not a big fan of, of athletes who become so great at their job that they become profits in everything. In everything. Like, I really, truly expect on the Pat McAfee show that Aaron Rodgers is going to do his own Achilles surgery live (laughs) on the air. Oh my God. I think he's going to talk everybody through it. And I I, I don't need that. So I I punted. I punted on the Jets. It played out exactly how I thought it was going to play out. I'm going back to my Brooklyn Dodgers roots. I'm an Arizona Cardinal fan and I'm going to grind through this thing. I also love golf. So I get to go at least two games a year out in Arizona. And desert golf is better than Florida golf, in my opinion. So it all works out. I will join
1: you as a Cardinal fan that plays golf in Arizona.
0: I love this. See, our fandom is getting bigger and better by the day. I invite all of you St. Louisans that are listening right now to join us in putting our our, our, our animosity aside and recognizing that we didn't the big red did nothing wrong to St. Louis. St. Louis wronged the big red. And let's all reconnect. It's okay. Everything's streamed now anyway. We can watch all the games on the phone. So we're all good. We're all good. It. Let's see Cardinal fans again.
1: I love it. Okay, Greg, I got a suggestion for MLB tonight, and I don't know if you guys have, have run with this yet, but I'm going to give you a bulletin out of St. Louis uh, that I just found out. The Atlanta Braves are good. I, that might
0: be a segment on MLB uh, tonight. We kind of we, we, kinda, we kinda like drain that last (laughs) night I kind of got ahead of that look you win six straight division titles I'll throw this at you okay I brought this up in my guys Dan Plisak and Chris Young did not answer it Uh, my dear friend John Smoltz was part of an epic group of Braves Glavins Maddox Chipper Jones Javi Lopez whole group Um, Andrew Jones They won 14 consecutive division titles. And with the five World Series, they won one championship. This run, this group of Braves, six consecutive division titles. They've already got a world championship. They will be the heavy favorite. Once the playoffs began to win the world series, if they win a second world championship with this group, different looking lineup than the one that the Braves had in the nineties, the pitching, yeah, maybe you give the edge because they had the hall of famers everywhere in the rotation, but the bullpen of this team is much better than that bullpen back in the nineties. I think if they win the world series, this Braves group is a better dynasty than the nineties, Atlanta Braves. What do you guys think?
1: That was hard to disagree with simply because of the championships. And this offense despite the fact that you had uh, Gant and Justice and and McGriff and and that gang, this offense is one of the best lineups ever in baseball. And for the era where starting pitching isn't as prevalent or as necessary as it was in the 90s, I agree with you. That group, those three starters, you'll never have that again. You'll never have Smoltz, Clavin, Maddox giving you seven innings every night. Uh, They wouldn't be giving you seven innings every night if they were pitching today. So I'm with you. I think that this group... Right now is a better dynasty than that group.
0: And I will also say, in terms of legacy and impact, this organization, this team, this group, is changing baseball in the best way possible. The Atlanta Braves have locked up so many of their players. Go around the diamond. The that today only took a couple of years to Orlando RC is a starting shortstop for the National League in the All-Star Game. He replaced Dansby Swanson. It was not starting shortstop. The Matt Olsen decision was the best decision they ever made, letting Freddie Freeman walk. Freddie Freeman is going to be an MVP finalist. He's an amazing player, don't get me wrong. But the guy they replaced him with is on pace at twice as many home runs hmm. this year. He's on pace at 58 home runs. It was brilliant. Why was Freddie Freeman an issue at at one point for bringing him back? Because the Braves way was ingrained in it. It wasn't his fault, but he was making Ronald Acuna Jr. feel like he was being suffocated with all these rules. Ronald Acuna Jr. Couldn't be himself. He was being hounded. They got rid of Freddie Freeman and that allowed Ronald Acuna Jr. to become essentially the leader of the team. And it is his team. And he does whatever he wants. And when you've got the best player on your team, you see what happens when he feels free to be himself. He's going to win the MVP. They have all their players playing in the same position, in the same spot of the batting order every single day. And they did this when everyone was platooning in Major League Baseball. Everyone was. Now the Washington Nationals, a team that's rebuilding, they have the same position players and the same lineup every single day. And what has that led to? A second half of the winning record. That every team is realizing the platooning money ball junk is not what works in baseball when you need timing, you need reps. I hope the Cardinals are paying attention to this because musical chairs in the outfield, you got to throw that out the window. Those days are over. You have to have continuity in your lineup, you got to believe in your guys, let them get through stuff when they're having adversity, and maybe you'll have a winner. And the Atlanta Braves are changing the game in that way. Greg, that was uh, – I'm so glad you said that. Just the, <laughs> the, the consistency of the lineup, it matters. And knowing where you're going to play, knowing that you're going to play that day matters. It, that's how guys get to being familiar with where they are, who's batting behind them, and all of those things. That, that to me, I've been saying it all season long, and the fact that the Cardinals haven't done it, I think that's one of the reasons that they've had struggles this year. I want to uh, switch to the bullpen and the starting rotation. I told these guys that there's a potential, in my opinion, there's only three or four guys – that I think have worked their way to be on this roster for next year. Do you think there's a chance that they are looking at seven, eight, maybe nine new pitchers in this rotation and in this bullpen for, for 2024? Yes. Yes. I, I think a complete overhaul of the bullpen is in order. Um, and I think the rotation will have at least, at least two new faces. Now, what does that mean? To have two new faces means you're, you're going to bring at least five faces into camp to fight for, five spots in the starting rotation. So you will see guys get, you know, spring training invites that are pretty recognizable names, possibly one year deals. uh, If they don't make the team, they're released. Uh, You're going to see a lot of guys who got lengthy baseball cards, brought in to Viper spots in that rotation. I'm with you. I I don't think Dakota Hudson has proved himself as an every-fifth-day guy. I I don't think so. I I loved watching Matthew Libertor come out of the bullpen the other day against the Baltimore Orioles. I've been saying it. From day one, and I know he probably hated hearing it. Great kid, that I see him more of as a high leverage weapon out of the pen, and I think you have something there. And he looked like a good fit uh, coming into the ball game against the Baltimore So They had a great series against. Um, I think Thompson has a chance. Uh, you need to remind yourself, he's a former first round pick. Uh, his stuff from the left side actually plays pretty well. Um, I think he's got a spot. And then you have the guys that are already coming back. Miles Mottis is going to be in that rotation. I think Steven Matz is going to be given every opportunity uh, to be in every fifth-day guy. But for the most part, this is going to be a complete overhaul. And it should be. Because, look, at the end of the day, I I love looking at strength of schedule down the stretch as teams buy for a playoff spot, wildcard spot, what have you. And we're talking all about the teams, the National League, the Giants, the Marlins, the Cincinnati Reds. And I go, guys, you know who's got the, the easiest schedule the rest of the way? The Cincinnati Reds. I'm going through all the terrible teams that they get to play. They get to play. And they end the year against the St. Louis Cardinals. Wait, wait. You're telling me a group of rookies, which the Reds are, might have to play a series where they dominate the St. Louis Cardinals to get into October baseball. A team that's got Paul Goldschmidt, Nolan Arenado, Lars Newtbar stringing together eight to nine pitch at-bats as your leadoff guy. Wilson Contreras, who, by the way, other than Sean Murphy, has the highest OPS of any catcher in baseball this year. I don't think people have recognized that. This team, this is the team you're going to walk all over? Good luck with that. I think the Cardinals are going to be on a mission to spoil some stuff at the end of the year, and this is a team that's ready to rock next year. Just I, I know I sound like I'm beating a dead horse here. The Cardinals are good. The Cardinals are good. The Cardinals are going to be back next year. They're going to invest the money where they need to invest. Trust, I, I'm going to say a really unpopular name, trust John Mozella. He knows how to build a winner. He's done it before. I'll just say that.
1: Greg, we've seen some exciting performances during this road trip. First of all, it's just like everybody drew
0: it up. You know, the Cardinals go in six and three on this road trip, especially getting a series against the Orioles, a team that we know is really good. We've seen some exciting performances from Richie Palacios and even Drew Rom on the mound last night. Is there a player that you think that maybe wasn't in consideration before for 2024 that has played well lately that you think now has maybe put themselves in consideration for 2024? Yeah, I mean, I, I like the the Palacios fine. He's 26 years old. He He's playing his way into being a fourth outfielder. Now, you're going to go, wait a minute. We already had 12 before the year started. So how is he going to be the fourth outfielder? He brings things that no one else brings. Uh, he's kind of a slap hitter. I know he's had a couple home runs. But if you look at his entire career, that's never been one of his strengths. not He's not a 20-homer guy. But he makes contact. He gets on bases. And what have we seen? That is the most glaring change to the game is stealing bases. It is the new, you know, uh, gold rush in baseball. You can get guys to get in scoring position right away. My goodness, the way the game last night started in Los Angeles, Mookie Betts swings the first pitch, single off Blake Snell, who dominated for six innings. The very next pitch, he steals second base. Times have changed. You need that guy who can get you a money bag, which, by the way, needs to be its own stat. I don't mm-hmm. know why money bags are not a separate stat. You're down by one, one out in the ninth, and you steal. You come in the game and you steal second base. But whoa, that is a money bag. Because if you get a single and you score, that's a much more important storm base than a guy who steals third down by five in the fifth inning. So anyway, <laughs> I think Palacios <laughs> could give you money bags. And the Cardinals are going to play a lot of one-run games. I don't know, as much as I say they're going to be a good team next year, and I believe they will be, uh, the days of them like just bludgeoning people and, and, and winning 10-3, to those days might be gone. You might see a lot of close ball games that they have to win with an improved bullpen and guys off the bench that can get you money bags, they can get in the scoring position, they can manufacture runs. I think Palacios is working his way onto the team.
1: All right, Greg, one last thing. I'm going to let you... Stand in John Bozalock's very stylish shoes and I'm gonna give you a seven year, thirty million dollar a year contract, two ten over seven, and you can give that money to Aaron Nola or Blake Snell. Who are you giving it to?
0: Ooh. Do I get to wear a bow tie? You do. <laughs> you I, do. I I'm wearing a bow tie. Now I'm actually in character. Um I, 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 am I John Mosalak or am I Greg Amsinger?
1: You are. you're Greg Amsinger and you're you're
0: acting in John Mosalok's role. So my my spirit, my personality my instincts, not John Mosela. Right, yeah, like correct.
1: Freaky Friday, essentially. Uh, okay, <laughs> all right. So I'm Jamie
0: Lee Curtis. I'm Jamie Lee Curtis. Yes, you okay. are. You're all sorry. right. So, which, By the way, I grew. Up, I grew up with a mad crush on Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> so I am going to say, as as Greg Ham singer, I'm going to give that money to Blake Snell. Okay, but as John Mosela, I'm giving it to Aaron Nola. Two different personalities. Uh, John, John Mozellak, uh, knowing him, can't stand a guy that, as dominant as Blake Snell is, he doesn't know where it's going, and he leads the the, the league in walks. Okay, everyone keeps talking about that, but when he wasn't leading the league in walks, when he wasn't, what was his mo? Oh, he couldn't get he couldn't get through a lineup three times, right? He had control, couldn't get through a lineup three times. He's an uncomfortable at bat because. The beauty of not knowing where the ball's going is the hitter doesn't know where the ball's going. Like, does this guy know where it's going? It was in 98. He pitches like a reliever. And if you go through the evolution of Blake Snell, the first time through the order this year, opponents are hitting two thirty Second time through the order, the only reason I know this is because I – I was on TV last night. My great researcher, Matt Baker, gave me this info, and I, I, I've got, I, I think I'm on the spectrum, so I remember things like vividly. <laughs> so then the, the second time through the order, opponents are hitting 189. Third time through the order, they're hitting 122 this year against Blake Snell. So if we're talking about the walks are up, the walks are up, the walks are up, wait a minute. We were complaining about this guy because he was – Ivan died with the Tampa Bay Rays. Lost our minds in the World Series when Kevin Cash took the ball from him because he was about to face most the best for the third time. He's, he's he's improved himself. So I think when we get lost in one stat like walks, other guys on the bases, yeah, but no one's hitting this guy. No one wants to hit this guy. I'm going to give my money to Blake Snow. I believe in that style of pitching because, as you said earlier, we're not going to see pitchers go seven innings. He's got the capability to do it, and I think he wants to do it. And if you give him the big money, it's his last bite of the apple. He will do it. So I'm going Blake Snell. i got to tell you, I love wearing a bow tie because I really visualize the bow tie right now. <laughs> oh,
1: it looks great. You you need to get that into the TV mix. By the way, <laughs> a great note about Blake Snell. Their pitching coach, the Padres pitching coach, came to him earlier this month and said, hey, we're laying out the rotation. Do you want an extra day of rest so that you can face Oakland? And he said, Hell no, I want to face the Dodgers. I want to face the Dodgers in L.A. And he gets the Dodgers start, and he goes six scoreless against the Dodgers rather than taking the extra day of rest to face
0: Oakland. I he want may that, have won- I want he that may guy. He may have won Cy Young last night because we were all excited to watch on a night where the Braves are celebrating, right? And they're still vying for the best record in the National League, which is a big deal, by the way, because look at the Dodgers record at Chavez Rabin. They are unbeatable there. For the Dodgers to come out while the Braves are celebrating their clubhouse and Blake Snell to dominate them at their yard. I know Justin Steele's great. I love the narrative. He's leading the team to the playoffs. And Marcus Stroman went out, but man Blake Snell showed something last night. And getting back to spending money on him, I think he made an extra $50 million last night. No joke, it's not an exaggeration. Well wow. I think he made an extra fifty million by the way he pitched last night.
1: Well, you deserve an extra fifty million for your great work on MLB Network. I'm gonna to <laughs> to call a man for today. And say, hey, I know Greg. Greg uh, just signed a new deal, but we need to get some bonus structure in here, baby.
0: Wow, you're so sweet. Unfortunately, I did. I did a bar segment last night called Slumpies, and it was all my. It, it was all my idea, and, and uh, for part of the gag, I had one of our camera guys, Larry, acting like a just a belligerent drunk at the <laughs> end of the bar. I was the bartender. That's a stretch, right? I was the bartender. Yeah. And you come in slumpies, It's a speakeasy. It's a speakeasy. So you got to speak easy about guys that are slumping. Well, the, the, rub all, the rub of it all. The rub of it all was that Larry was wearing an Aaron Rodgers jersey, drunk at the end of the bar. And I don't know if the commissioner was a big fan of that. Sam so Singer might not be the most popular name right now, but you know, I'm always going to try, Randy. I'm always going to keep swinging.
1: I love it. I love it. Hey, have a great weekend. Thanks so much for the time. We always appreciate it. And we'll talk to you soon. All right. You guys are the best. Take care. See you, Greg, Greg. Greg slump piece speakeasy. Hilarious. That's fantastic.